Today is Tuesday, July 2nd, 2019, and you're listening to the official View News, brought to you by View Mastery. I'm Adam Jar. And I'm Ben Hong. You can find links to all the stories we talk about at news.viewjs.org. If you're in Europe, you might want to check out Vue.js Bar Camp Berlin. In case you haven't heard of a bar camp, this isn't a traditional conference where the audience is a passive listener. Instead, everyone is asked to share their ideas, lead a workshop, or give a talk. The event takes place October 26th through 27th, and tickets are now available. Gusto from the Vue.js core team announced a new event coming to Europe, View and Me. This is also a non-traditional conference. View and Me focuses on bringing workshops led by top community authorities. The first one will be held in Eger, Hungary, from September 27th to the 29th. To learn more about the available workshops and get your tickets, check out their site. If you've been keeping up with what's happening in the Vue community recently, you already know that there's been some initial pushback against Vue 3's proposed function-based component API. If this is news to you, we'll cover more on that in just a minute. But for now, Evan Yu recently released an amended proposal to the original RFC. The amendment features some renamed APIs, as well as addressing conventions for reactive versus binding, along with a two-binding helper. Now is your chance to give it a read-through and provide feedback on the proposed amendments. Quasar has a big announcement with the release of version 1. Though neither of us can vouch for this just yet, rumor is that you will be able to create a one-stop solution for your SPA, PWA, SSR, hybrid mobile app, and desktop app all within 30 seconds. So like one code base to rule them all. Apparently, guess that means we'll have to give it a shot soon. As we discussed earlier, last week, Vue faced one of its toughest challenges when a post on Reddit regarding the RFC for the proposed function-based component API caused a public outcry. Yeah, that was a bit problematic since RFCs stand for Request for Comments, which is an open discussion with the public about the proposed changes. It's not a fixed roadmap for the future. Exactly. And the core team has been open to feedback and made amendments to the proposal, as we discussed earlier. But in case you want to read up on what happened, Daniel Elkington wrote a great summary of what happened. Speaking of the function API, you might be wondering, how does it feel to actually use it? Well, Abdulrahman Awad walks us through his experience with it in a new blog post. So what does he cover? He addresses the important questions like, and I quote, where my data and computed stuff at, and what the frick is a setup function? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yes, because the new API introduces a progressive enhancement to the component options we're used to having in 2.x, like data and computed. Right, and it's important to note that these component options aren't going to be deprecated. You can still use them like you have been before. This new function API is additive. It's not taking away that 2.x syntax, it merely gives you the option to use a newer syntax, which involves calling functions to create things like component state and computed properties. Definitely lots to unpack here. So how did Abdurrahman test out Vue 3 if it's not released yet? Good question. So he basically hacked 2.6 until he got a working proof of concept, which allowed him to play around with a couple examples he shares in the article. So it's definitely a worthwhile read. The next article we're highlighting this week deals with, you guessed it, the function API. This time, Kevin Ball shares three insights from the RFC. What are his three insights? One, the future of reusable state management is composable functions. Two, types are even more central to how frameworks are designed. And three, frameworks are co-evolving along shared directions. You can check out the article to hear his rationale for these takeaways. 
With all these changes coming to Vue, you might be wondering how best to quickly learn everything you need to know to really feel empowered to use Vue 3 to its maximum potential. As Vue 3 is released, Vue Mastery will publish tutorials that help you transition smoothly and harness the power of Vue 3's new features. In the meantime, if you're ready to start diving deeper into Vue this summer, Vue Mastery now has a discounted three-month subscription. You can access the entire library of courses with a new tutorial released every week. You can get the discount at viewmastery.com. Have you ever built a component without a view? Wait, did you mean view or like view? A view. Oh, I get it. Like an actual view. <laughs> yeah. Uh, bad jokes aside, ever heard of renderless components? As in it doesn't render anything on the page. That's right. A renderless component focuses on encapsulating logic that can be reused throughout your app via the single file component. In other words, no HTML is rendered in the viewport just JavaScript. And this week, Jason Yu wrote a post introducing renderless components and his take on how you might use them. If you've been using ViewPress, you might wonder how to use it with cookies. Ah, those tasty little morsels that store info about you in your browser. Yes, so delicious. Well, this week, Dan Vega shares his winding journey of finally reaching a solution for how to implement cookies in his ViewPress site. Check it out. Do you still get that warning when using V4 and forget to add a key attribute? Yes, I still get those. Isn't that considered an essential rule in the view style guide? Yeah. And while most of us only add in the key to simply get rid of the warning in our console, this week Marina Mosti dives into exploring the purpose of the key attribute and why it is so important. Definitely a worthwhile read. Hey Ben, have you heard of Viewfront? Mm, like a storefront for your view app? Not exactly. It's actually built as a quick and simple way of turning your CMS site into a single page application. Like it'll turn a WordPress site into an SPA? You got it. And it's also compatible with OpenCart, Magento, and PrestaShop with plans for Shopify, Squarepace, Drupal, and more. And it's free. Sounds like it's worth checking out. We talked about renderless components earlier. But have you ever worked with functional components? Uh, very minimally. Well, for those that haven't, functional components are components which hold no state or view instance, which means they do not support reactivity. And how would you describe the advantages of using them? For apps that are running into performance issues, this can help improve rendering performance since the size of the component is smaller. So does this mean we should make our components functional by default? I wouldn't recommend it. This is one of those things where you should only use it when performance becomes a problem. Right, one of those pre-optimization being the root of all evil, right? Yep, but for those who think they may need this technique, check out Austin G's post on it. If you're a Beautify user and are thinking of migrating to Quasar or are deciding between the two, since they both provide high quality material design frameworks for Vue, you might want to check out Stanislav Voloslek's new article where he shares his migration experience and what he perceived as the gains from switching over. This week, Edison Abelard wrote up a fun piece summarizing the 10 things you should know before writing your next component. And are these 10 things that a beginner should know or who? Beginner to intermediate, but advanced users should definitely skim it over to see if there's anything you don't already know. Thanks for listening to the official Vue News. Join us every week for the latest news in the Vue community. 